Hey everybody, welcome to the Supernatural Junkies. It's yet another exciting week of podcasting. How is everyone? How am I doing? I'm doing good. How about wait, you? Wait, wait, we didn't oh, say who we are. Lean, oh, in, lean into the we mic closer. Oh, oh no, it can hear me. Trust me, I'm good. Trust that me. I got that. I got that mic. radio voice. Okay, <laughs> let's, professional, let's so try it know. again. Let's try it again. Hey, everybody, welcome to Supernatural <laughs> Junkies. This is Alex. Welcome, and we have Rob here, Pastor Rob. Thank you. Thank you very much. And we have Kevin, Doctor Kevin. Yep. And we have a kitty today. So just, just oh, you that hear, was kitty jumping. Kitty yes. saying hi. He jumps up and down. Is that the kitty's name? Yes, Izzy is her name. Super cute. Yeah. Uh, she looks like a white leopard. Yeah, I'm not sure if she's actually full cat, though. We'll find out <laughs> in a few weeks, maybe. Good deal. Know. Part chupacabra. <laughs> so, Rob, anything uh, supernatural happen around here these days? There has been a lot of supernatural things going on. And um, as you know, we've kind of <laughs> teased you a little bit here and there about healing and deliverance and all types of things. And we were talking before the show and we were reminiscing we were. about some times. And uh, one time when Alex and I went to a home which had a little demon that wanted to hang out and didn't want to say bye. So you want to you want to start us out? Well, I think you know you should tell it from your perspective, and, and, and then, then you'll go, and yeah. then okay. she'll fix it for you. Oh, then, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> kind of what happened. <laughs> so we go to this house, you see, and when we went in there, there prior a couple of weeks prior, there was some activity. There was a deliverance that took place, and the homeowner did not feel. She just felt off. Something didn't feel right. So she gave Alex a call. Alex gave me a call. We went over there. And as we're going through the house, we're kind of, you know, staying pretty close together. And we came to this one room and we're pretty, if I remember, we're like almost like side by side. And it was like, for me, it felt like, I don't know about you, you'll have to tell your side. But when, when I hit this wall, the, the door, it was almost like a, um, the only way I could describe it is like a, a force field that was kind of, it gave a little like rubber. So it gave a little bit and kind of knocked me back. That's the way, the best way I can explain it. And, um, and it happened to Alex as well. So, but um, wait, I'm not going to tell your side of the story. So, well, I think it pulls you down to the ground. Yeah. It was yeah. actually like on the ground and I was, yeah. um, uh, foaming at the mouth <laughs> and gnashing teeth. No, but no, it did. It like literally knocks, like knocks you over. It's, it was, uh, it's pretty crazy. It was incredible. Uh, but Jesus, Yep. So, you know, hmm. Jesus uh, took over from there, so, but I'll, uh, you know, you so go. So why were you guys there? Uh, like I was saying, uh, the, there was a couple weeks prior, uh, there was a uh, casting of a demon or two. What kind of symptoms were they having? <laughs> the doctor kicking in Oh, here. oh, uh, well, oh. Uh, you well, want to talk about sure. the actual healing part? Sure, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, Rob. I mean, you know, how do I know? I mean, you know, I'm walking through doorways and I'm like, wow, what, <laughs> what was that? You know? Yeah, well, Rob does, you know, Rob, you know, we both do, um, well, God does healings, right? I mean, just does healings. We, we don't do anything, right? Right. Um, but, you know, he uses us. These, those are part of our spiritual gifts, right? So um, Jesus is the ultimate physician, right? So, um, but our, our, our spiritual gifts are certain things. And so, Rob had done um, casting out some deliverance stuff before. I mostly, um, for me, it's healing, right? And um, so this, she had called us to do some healing, and she mentioned that there might be some deliverance stuff involved too. And now I was like, I don't really do that. What <laughs> but, was going on with that person? Well, you know, I don't really want to um, talk about that because it involves <clears throat> someone who's a little younger, so I don't really want to talk about that. And so I don't, you know, I'm going to change the names to protect the innocent <clears throat> and the guilty. So Wait, were the people there named Malix and Tob? <laughs> Tob, Malix and Tob were invited. My wa- my wife was. <laughs> I don't know if you'll be able to figure out who they are. <laughs> and the other person, we'll just call that person Ella Larue. <laughs> no, right. I don't. But um, so she called us to help with. And I I don't really do. I hadn't at that point done many deliverance things. So I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. But Rob's like, you know, Tob. I mean, sorry. Tob, is not not Rob at all. Tob, and um, was like, "Y'all, you know, you're gonna have to get comfortable with that, and he'll be fine. He'll be fine." And you know, usually, like I had seen and been with Rob when he had done um, Tob. I don't know what I'm doing here. Deliverance. I don't have to. No, just kidding. We don't have to hide my identity. I know. Just kidding. But um, and you know, usually when he had done it, he always uh, done deliverance. Oops! I knocked over the bobbleheads. Darn it! They're alive. And um, he. You know, we cast out, he cast to a place, right? He sends them back someplace, the right? dry places. Right. 
Um, but this person that we were working with was just like casting out willy nilly, like just not sending them any place. Just like, I'm casting you out. I throw you out of whatever. And I was like, that's weird. And, but you know, being unfamiliar to me, I was like, ah, maybe that's how you do it. I don't know. And <laughs> I was like, that's weird. But then she, afterwards she was like, well, Hey, can you, um, clear out my house? And I was like, oh, this is weird. What are we doing here? And I like, so this is the person that was called us in to help her. And yet you found something in her house. Well, you know, the way the, the, the healing works for me is um, I'm, I'm sensitive, you know, and not as in, Alex is such a sensitive <laughs> person. <laughs> um, but, you know, I feel things in my body. Like when um, people have uh, pain or whatever, I can feel it in my body. And so, um, and apparently like demonic things, even too, I feel those things in my body. Apparently I didn't know that too much at the time. <laughs> but um, so... You know, and we're, so, and I was like, oh, well, she's like, just walk through every room and see if you feel stuff. And I was like, okay, I don't expect to feel anything, but okay. And so we're walking through every room and, and we walked through them and I was like, oh, I felt something, my body hurt in this room. And she's like, oh yeah, this room. And I was like, yeah. And so we went, we went to go back in that room and as we're praying and um, Rob was, I, I was in front of him. So I walked through the door, Rob, as he's coming through the door, I saw him get knocked down to his knee mm. and I heard him cause you know, he's kind of a big guy. Um, he's rather tall and good looking. Ridiculously. And ladies, he's single. Yes, I am single. My <laughs> phone number is just saying. DM me, DM me. <laughs> right. Um, and I heard, you know, like he just got like in a lunge almost, he got taken down to one knee and I was like, that was weird. And then, so she opened a window and as she did that, in like the middle of my back, something like hit me really hard. It almost felt like a knife went through my shoulder blades really hard. And I, it, like just a second after he went down, cause I looked at him and I was like, ow, that was really weird. And she opened the window and that was it. And, um, and then it was gone and then he could walk through. And the nearest thing I could tell was like, Rob, that, what happened? And I think like, as we were casting out, like and when she opened the window, like, and he's like, I send you back. And I was like, well, that was messed up but yeah so that was kind of bizarre but it was gone after that whatever it was but it was that room that I felt pain in so the nearest I could tell was like yeah there was something demonic going on in that room yeah but, no there definitely was and yeah. it did leave in the name of Jesus yeah, you know we, we don't exercise enough as Christians the authority we have and so so many people could do so many more things if you just understood that authority so anyways the power there is power in the, in the name of Jesus yeah, that's right. amen to that I mean you know because there's instances all over the Bible, you know, I mean, Jesus gives us that authority to do those things, um, you know, but there, you know, there's situations too. You have to be careful, you know, you have to walk in that authority, but you also have to know um, how to do that. And you have to know what that authority is. It's not something that you can just do willy nilly. And even when um, Jesus apostles tried to do it and they were like, why can't we do that? And he's like, well, this one only comes out with prayer and fasting. So, you know, you're going to like, if this is something you're going to do, you have to go into it with knowledge and authority. And you have to understand that you're going to come across some that are like, yeah, you may have to pray and fast over that. And it might not be as easy as you think, because we've come across a few that, um, you know, they'll throw you for a loop here and there and um, they can cause physical pain. You know, there's a story of that boy. Uh, yeah. In the catacombs. Right. He was cutting himself. Yeah. Right. And um, that was the one that took prayer and fasting. But um, and it took Jesus authority to go in there and be like, yeah, that's what it takes. But, um, you know, they can cause physical harm to people. <clears throat> so. Yeah, it's so true. And it's interesting enough that you mentioned, you know, so cutting didn't just, this isn't some recent thing that teenagers started doing and, and people cutting has been happening all the way in biblical times. You know, even the, the man who had a legion of angels, they said he would cut himself with yeah. stones and stuff like oh, that's, that. Yeah, that's so, legions. You know I mean? We are it's, legions. It's pretty wild, yeah. right? You know, so, uh, but yeah, so just what Alex was saying, <laughs> just to kind of piggyback on that is, Praying for the sick, absolutely. But if you're going to go and try casting out demons, please talk to somebody who knows what they're doing about yeah. that. Because there is a right way and a wrong way. Right. And always use the name of Jesus no matter what you do. Right. So I just want to throw that in there as a... That's the ultimate protection, uh, right, right? Absolutely. And, you know, this is where you get into different um, spiritual gifts. And I have the gift of being able to ignore almost anything if I want to. <laughs> and, you know, I, I bumped into these it things. It truly that, is a gift. It is a gift, as my <laughs> wife says. It, so I've got a lot of superpowers, actually. I'll probably be able to share on another visit. But, <laughs> but, you know, I've had a few things happen to me, you know, like that. And, you know, Alex could have, or Rob could have that many things in a month. You know, as many yeah. as I've had in 50-something years, yeah. right? And so it, it just tells you that, you know, there are different, you know, parts of the body. And, mm -hmm. uh, 
you know, you definitely want to be careful. And we, we can bring some of those ideas up as well. So we have to remember the seven sons of who, Rob? I'm hmm. trying to. What? See, I wasn't this, paying attention. Seven, what? I wasn't listening. You, <laughs> you know, when you think about, you know, yeah, messing around Skiva. with yeah, spiritual cool. things, you know, the seven sons of. Skiva. Oh, oh, yeah. Skiva, Skiva. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I was, a, I was. Funny, uh, that's sorry. a funny story. That's a good story. Yeah, that's a really good one. We will go back and talk Sent about. Him out but, naked. But this <laughs> episode, <running>. this <laughs> episode is all about, you know, again, really part five of the COVID beast, but specifically the title of this one is genetic manipulation in the Bible, and so when you think about what what did we really leave off? Well, we we brought up how this vaccine is not a vaccine. And we brought up how it's genetic therapy. And most people go, okay, what does that mean? Why is that bad? I'm not kidding. That's what happens. Why is it a problem? Yeah. I had a pastor ask me, why is it a problem to change our DNA? And I think that it's because we've lost these genetic narratives of the Bible of things that are happening, especially from, you know, lineages. And so a lot of it is things that we're going to be bringing up here in this one. So just as a little lead in here, you know, you think about this deception. We talked about the 80%, right? How we have these huge number of COVID people, right? That are all contagious. But think it through this. If 80% of those people, if the test is accurate, if 80% of those people caught COVID, right? Mm -hmm. And were asymptomatic, that means they, what? They had full, achieved full immunity, mm -hmm. right? So you think about how hard was that really for the body? To me, this is a, a narrative that you start to think through and you're like, wow, why are they pushing this vaccine so hard when 80% of the time you're going to catch this thing and not even know it, right? right. And so you start to realize, wow, this is quite the deception. How many people, I mean, if you just knew that alone, the 80% chance, okay? And again, think about how many people caught this and didn't know it or they caught it and never got tested. Right. Well, <clears throat> I was just watching a clip with Rand Paul talking uh, without directly talking with Fauci. Tony, I'm just going to call him three mask. He was talking to three mask and he was like, <clears throat> so he's like, three mask. <laughs> right. Three well, yeah, I can't, Sorry, call him, I can't, I, forgot about that. I can't call him three nut. So <laughs> I guess I'm just going to have to call him three mask. So, uh, so he's like, Hey, <laughs> you can't cut that out because nobody knows what that's a reference to if the little, right? Right. So nobody knows. And so he's like, uh, he had like this book. Rand Paul had this book. And he's like, I have some peer-reviewed evidence here. And he's like, um, of this study and, and, you know, and of course, three, three, <laughs> I almost did call him three, whatever. Three mask is like rolling his eyes already. And he's like, and um, it says that, you know, natural immunity um, lasts for this long, you know, and these, the B cells and T cells, and this is how long it goes for. And he goes, you know, and what I, I see here is that, what's causing people vaccine hesitancy is that he's like you're walking around with a three masks on he's like and um you have the vaccine and he's like so what evidence do you have that says that people that have caught covid are more likely to spread new variants and um and so he's waiting and uh <laughs> three mask is like yeah what's the question and yeah, he's like, no. he's like, no, that's the it's question. the word evidence. He's like, right. But what I so, you know, this is what I would say. If, you know, uh, you would never understand the <laughs> science anyway is so complicated. So if you know you're going up against Rand Paul, who's a doctor, right? And who has who always has all this evidence. Like he's like, I have thousands of peer reviewed things. And you know, you're going up against him and you know, he already has all this stuff. And you are three mask like wouldn't you have at least a reference to some study, something? And he goes, I, I know the study you're talking about. And he's like, but he never has any um, reference to studies. He never has any peer reviewed anything. He never has any evidence, any evidentiary, anything to back himself up. He's like, well, I, I, I don't, you know, I, 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 and he never has an actual, any evidence to back himself up. So that's exactly what the American Association of Physicians and Surgeons said, that here he is making all these recommendations and he never has any actual no. peer-reviewed articles Nothing. about that. Yeah, you when, know? and when people, oh, sorry to interrupt, but when people like challenge him on anything, he just looks at them like, you know, he's like, 
you know, patronize him. He looks like, you know, you don't know what you're talking about anyways. This is what I do. So, you know, back off. Kind well, of. He is well, literally, you know, everybody is inferior to him. Well, right, I, I feel right. like every time he talks, when he's done talking, there should be a sound effect. That goes, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and, yeah. and also, you know, I just want to say my like empty barrels make the most noise. Ooh. And that's, yeah, that's yep. kind of what I have to say about him. Because mm. he's a lot of talk, mm-hmm. but there's nothing going on. Mm. So, you know, just when you start to question this narrative, whether it's the 80% and the idea that 80% of us wouldn't even know and still develop immunity to this, right? And then you deal with Tucker Carlson just saying here recently that in the first four months of this year, we have more people dead from a vaccine, right? Mm-hmm. Than we'd seen in 15 yes. and a half years, yeah. right? And then we had the CDC coming out and having an emergency meeting because yeah. what? This heart inflammation issue, right? right? Well, uh, the first numbers, right? So far, right, in the United States, let's bring this up first, 9,000 people on the VR system have died from COVID, uh, from the vaccine, sorry, 9,000, 9,000 this year. That's three times more than died during September 11th. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, think about that. That's insane. Well, and if uh, we go back to the 94%, right, each they changed the rules, right? Mm-hmm. So if 94% of the people that died That's of COVID crazy. had underlying conditions, it means only 6%. What's 6% of 3.5 million people? Mm-hmm. So you see, you got three times six, you got to come out to 21. <laughs> 21 math. Is it but what I'm Asian? saying is 21. Three trains leave Chicago. If you look at the old Rip. rules, Okay, those that three and a half million would have come out to what? Twenty one thousand miles. Right? And how many have sweetheart. Sorry. How many people if twenty one thousand people really died of COVID? Yeah. No other underlying conditions last year. And they've got how many how long has the vaccine been out? Right? A year and a half. The vaccine. Six months? Now, since November? So seven uh, months. Seven months. Elections, yeah. Yeah. Right. So we have seven, eight months, right? Not a year. And we have 9,000 people dead. That's crazy. That's crazy. More than half of what died. Wow. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you start to realize that these numbers are insane. Yeah, that is insane. It's a problem. Big problem. Okay. So I'm sorry. We'll go back to um, the the meeting, the emergency meeting that they had for the the, all the heart problems that they were having, right? So um, the, the latest numbers on that, right, are actually um, more than 1,000, right? Mostly young men under the age of 30. Those are the latest numbers, okay? That's horrifying. Um, and what is that? In Michigan, July 7th, was it? A 13-year-old. No underlying conditions. Got the second shot, Um went complained you know having um some of uh, some issues right got the shot went to bed died in his sleep right Ugh. um when the autopsy hadn't uh fluid around his heart enlarged heart awful and, ag- and again you're dealing with somebody that was more likely awful. to die from lightning strike yeah than to take so, this experimental genetic absolutely. therapy um yeah, yeah. and <laughs> so since april t- 2021 more than a thousand Right. And it's usually with the second dose. And um, what I just want to point out is that, you know, the ASAP, they had the meeting, right, this emergency meeting. Um, They did it uh, right after, what was it, Juneteenth. Right. So what I want to point out to people is that um, a a very slick PR move, and they usually do this for celebrities, but they're doing it now, I noticed, with COVID stuff. So what they do, and you guys just pay attention, um, right, we're doing the, the watching the news like, you know, your teenage daughter now. Like, why would you do that? It's so weird. Nobody's even going to talk about, like, Gwyneth and so-and-so breaking up. <laughs> I mean, oh, really? So um, this is a trick that they do. Celebrities do this. Like, when they break up, a really big celebrity couple, when they break up, they usually t- do the breakup. They'll tell you. The PR people post it right around a holiday, a really big holiday. Now, they do that on purpose. Right at the beginning of the holiday, they'll put the news up because they know that by the end of the holiday, most Americans will have forgotten it or like wherever in a big city, whatever, because you'll, you'll be busy doing holiday things with your family or whatever. So um, notice the heart issues started right around, um, uh, what, 4th of July, but they purposely did uh, this meeting, right? Like right around the Juneteenth thing. Then they did this, announced it, and then did the Juneteenth. Um, that was intentional, guys, right? That was a, another distraction technique, okay? 
the other thing I want to mention, I want to mention about this whole thing that, with the committee, no one on that committee that recommended like, hey, just let's just continue on. It's totally fine. Um, we're going to tell people to keep getting those shots. Not one of the people on those committees, not one of those doctors is a cardiologist. Mm. So that should make you feel great. That should make you feel great about giving this to your 12-year-old son. Yeah, and think totally about how fine. many of them have kids themselves. I mean, what if it was their kids? Right, exactly. You know, what, that, what that's if, terrifying. You know, and your 13-year-old son has uh, no issues, totally healthy, mm. goes to bed. Yeah. If you look at the numbers for the whole mm. year last year, I think it was in around 2,700 for people between 18 and 30, somewhere in that range. So if you take half of that many people for men, you're talking about somewhere around 1,300 men total. So if we have, how many total now is it? A thousand, over a thousand, more than so, a thousand. So yeah. here you have a thousand. Yeah. Very few, okay? a few women, but not many. Right, A thousand men that are dead, and yet all last year, around that number, 1,300, 1,400 is what died from COVID itself. So wow. again, we're starting to make this case. Like when you really look at the number of people that died from COVID, okay, in that age category, they really are approaching this number where more people are dying from the vaccine. Now, I yeah. don't see how anybody can't sit down and go, wait a minute, we just killed 80% right. of what we killed last year right. for yeah. that age category and that sex. So this is what's really difficult to understand what's going on here and how they keep being able to pull the wool over our eyes about this whole thing. Right. And so if you go on places like Reddit, um, you know, these aren't impersonal stories. There's enough of these things happening to where you know someone. You know, I have on my little baby hands. I, know, I was <laughs> waiting to comment, but I haven't yet. It's been so hard. <laughs> you actually know someone that has something like this going on. I have a friend who's um, a fiance has had, since getting the vaccine, has had three strokes. He's Ugh. 30 years old, had three strokes. To ask around, you know somebody that's suffering from something from this vaccine. It's not an impersonal thing anymore. It's not like some stranger that you just heard some story about. That's that's the that's thing. Real. It's yeah. it's happening to somebody you know. Maybe you. So it, that's the horror of this. You know, like I was talking to my brother the other day, and they all got the vaccine, and he was like, "Well, you should get the vaccine." No, I have two little boys. Like, I'm not risking their mm -hmm. lives. Mm -hmm. There's no way in heck that that's going to happen. Uh-uh. And he's like, well, maybe you feel safe, but, you know, here in Detroit, you know, everybody's getting sick. Well, you guys have a different kind of population than we have here. That, I'm not doing it. Like, right. I'm, I'm not chancing my, my children that way. Just not going to happen. Because they're, you know, like, if I'm not worried, like, just like I'm not going to let them ride a motorcycle in the rain during a Sharknado. So I think they'll be <laughs> fine. Right. Yeah, and what's scary, it's not a political thing. This isn't a political thing. It, 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 the numbers are what they are. People are dying at a rapid pace, and it's very scary, very scary. Well, and you've seen that in the Israeli report, too, you mm -hmm. know. So, again, we are trying to get people to understand that what's happening right now is unprecedented. Yeah. This, this is the solution to the problem that they have created. And we'll talk about that as we get going because you can see there's so many places to go here. You can shove it. That's right. Mm -hmm. You know <laughs> Alex is on when she's got the baby hands flying over well, there. We have to explain with the baby hands because they can't see the baby hand, and we've made a couple of references to it. Oh, they are it. really baby hands. They're very small, very small. But they're really good at getting an itch. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yes, they're these little hands, little baby hands that are extensions, little rubber, <laughs> they're extensions on her finger. Yeah, I don't know how to describe them. The <laughs> yeah, but. I will take a picture really of the. Match. I'll take a picture she of them and put them on it. Facebook. Yeah. They will do that. Yeah, they I don't promise. really match the rest of her complexion. <laughs> they're very white, and I'm I'm yes. not very white. Think, yeah, you know, they're kind of yellowy they're, pink. They're, they're, they're white. I'm kind of yellow. They're amazing, though. <laughs> so we got to blow through some of this material. Right, oh, oh, sorry, oh, oh. distracto time. <laughs> Here's the bottom line: as we go through this, this is what you have to see. The reason this is happening is because this vaccine is not a vaccine and it is something that has never been given to humanity before and what do we know about the mark of the beast yeah it's never been given so if it's got to be something new you see what i'm saying so we talked about this idea that there's a precursor here but you think about all the things that are setting us up okay for this entire narrative right so here's what i'm going to ask you did the bible warn us of their coming revolution that would actually be genetic in nature did the Bible predict 
that something like transhumanism, right, would actually come to existence. Did somebody in a garden somewhere at one point in time say that he could turn us into what? Gods. So when you think about gods, what's the highest, coolest person you could possibly be in our society? Uh, bottom line, a superhero, right? And, and you start to think through this idea that our society is obsessed with being more than they are. Sure. Right? Yeah. You think about aliens, magic, and sorcery, right? It's virtually the prop of everything, every every show, every movie that was coming yeah. out. And yet, Jesus is the greatest superhero of all time. You know why? Because he was human. And that's so important. Jesus had to be born a man, live like a man, and die like a man to actually be able to redeem mankind. Absolutely. Right. 100% God, 100% man. And, and you, like you're saying, and our kids, look at they're heroes. I mean, they're, this is in our programmed in our mind is as little yeah. as what, three years old. You yeah. Know? So it's not like this new thing. It's, this, this, oof. this desire to be super is so deep buried within us. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so that's what we get with Christianity. We are, we're the wrecked Mercedes. That's going to be taken back into the factory and completely put back the factory specs. Just I like, like Brian. I like that. I like that. <laughs> and that means we get a new body, a new destiny, a new super identity, a new super home Did and new superpowers. I we like are, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but these desires, Satan knows, right? We are God's children. We have a yearning to be like him, right? And so we don't want to be oh, him, sorry. but we want to be like him. <laughs> and so he knows how tempting this really is for us, you know? And, and again, when you think about the promise that he made in the garden, even, I don't believe it was all fluff. I believe there's actually something to what he was saying. He is saying, if I change you, your DNA, I can, from my perspective, right? What's his perspective? Bitter, bigger, bitter, and bigger. <laughs> bitter, bigger, bigger, better, stronger, faster. <laughs> that's after the divorce. <laughs> that's, that's, right. that's what Satan would call better. Now, what did Paul call better? He said what? I will glory in my what, Rob? Weaknesses. Yeah. Right? So that means when you are weak, he is strong. strong. So what yeah. do you think Satan wants to do to you? He wants to make you strong. He wants to make you everything, more wealthy, better looking, all of those things. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So that you, what, glory in who you are. But God says that when you glory in me, right, that means that you are my child. See, mm -hmm. And then when God's glory comes, his glory is going to illuminate us and it's going to take us up. What the Bible says that what he began in us, he is able to finish. Mm -hmm. And that's something that he does. Christianity is not a second chance. So you start to think through some of these things that, that we're talking about. So when we talk about what did God do when he created man, humanity, he created your DNA. He wrote it. It's your right. book. you know. And so this DNA is the words of God, right? Mm -hmm. And we have this idea that God is holy and that we call it his holy Bible, but we don't have any sense of holiness about our DNA. You know, Dr. Tom Horn is one of the guys who's brought out a lot of this stuff and uh, talking about how if you take, you know, basically quails, and I can't remember was quails and the chickens or chickens and the quails, but it when they put the quail DNA in the chickens, they move their heads like chicken. quail, no. no, like quickens. 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 <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> they move. quails that were made to be like chickens. Right. So, and they literally, I mean, these are complex. They were quackens. That's right. They, these are complex <laughs> memories, patterns of behavior. Mm -hmm. They were different. They changed their very nature, you know? And so this is exactly what can happen with changing our DNA. It changes who we are. So now enter the super soldier program, right? We have mm -hmm. DARPA, okay? Again, continues to experiment on humans trying to develop a super soldier. This is what they want. They want to enhance a soldier's ability to kill without care or remorse, show no fear, can fight battle after battle without fatigue, and generally behave more like a machine than a man. And they've been doing this for 20 years, right? So what? how would you describe that human being, Rob? 
Uh, that'd be pretty scary, actually, to go against. Mm. You know, I was in the military. You know, and I we thankfully they did not do any tests on us or anything like that. But uh, there was chatter about it, and that was twenty years ago because that's when you, I entered. Rob, you haven't been tested on. I have not been tested. <laughs> I am, and I am not a uh, superhuman. No, I'm not. Well, I guess I guess that doesn't explain some things. <laughs> but you know, now there's a couple of really good movies. Uh, Tom Horn was involved in producing a movie called Inhuman: The Next and Final Phase of Mankind. Uh, there's one called Human Nature and Natural Selection on Netflix, uh, Netflix, uh, detailing CRISPR technology, which is their ability to Hi. synchronize DNA from scratch at, at a rapid rate. So all of these genetic changes fall into a philosophy we call transhumanism. Mm -hmm. And that is the idea, the very fundamental tenet of it is to remake mankind into a new image. So that's what this is all about. You know, and these these technologies do, can you know, blend humans and animals and plants to actually gather. So that's where the... the Wait, um, human and plants? Human, humans and even plants, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's dopey. So mm. here's their argument. This is the bottom line. <laughs> Why would, you know, this is their argument. Well, I am a petite flower. You are. <laughs> so that wouldn't be a bit. But think about this. How do you argue with somebody that says, well, why do we die so quick? Why are we so weak? Right? If God really made us, why didn't he? Well, Paul answers that question. Because until you know who God is, you are weak, right? Right. Anything that, that, that helps you not figure out what the ultimate reality of the universe is, is something that's going to hurt you. Right. right, and I don't know why we would want to live a long, I, long I know. I was life. Like, I, I don't, don't, yeah, I don't get that. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I want to go home. This isn't home. Yeah, you know, I'm having fun. Don't get me wrong, but you know, this isn't our that's inheritance. Right. Our inheritance is waiting on us. You totally. Know? Well, and that's why they're trying to create, you know, heaven on earth, right? Mm -hmm. And we're we're even called to try and pray this way and live this way. But when you look at these super soldiers, they sound like demons to me. They don't have a conscience mm -hmm. at all, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the point here is that they believe they can make a better-looking man, okay, somebody that lives longer, right, has less disease, right? They feel like they can do a better job. And the fact that they can make them bigger, better, stronger, faster proves to them that there can't be a God. But if you look at the God of the Bible, you realize it's our humanity That's that actually temporal. yes but it's our humanity that actually makes us redeemable yeah right and it's our ability to repent and actually see mm -hmm. that we are not god and that we actually need god right you yeah. think about that you know and if god gives us a choice the fact is is that when we when we are in need that's when we go wow i do need god right, right. but if somebody never has any needs right they don't ever need god right so that book of life is what we're talking about, is your DNA. And again, no matter how you look at it, there's been genetic changes in our Bible, okay? And you think about the mark of the beast. Why is it that they need access to our bodies? You think about that, this is something that happens. And when they get access to our body, where are they getting access to? They're getting access to the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? Mm -hmm. And we talked about that connection. Well, hey, you blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. That's an unforgivable sin, right? Largely yeah. because you're denying who Jesus is. So again, you start to work your way through this, but DNA is really the game changer that the church, you know, has just, I don't know whether it's just they don't understand the way science is. I'm not sure whether they understand the way God wrote the words of God versus the DNA, but you start to realize this creation is the way it is, all of it. We are the way we are because God wrote our DNA. So in general, the idea of changing any of that is silly. And again, if we change our DNA from what our father gave us, whose children are we? Well, we're not his anymore. Yep. He's right? not our Abba father anymore. Daddy? <laughs> Daddy. And so that's why we've been saying this is the, the precursor to the mark of the beast because you can make arguments. If our DNA really changes who we are and we're no longer related to Jesus, right? Again, nobody has ever said, hey, Jesus has died for pigs and chickens. We're going to see that in just a second. The Bible absolutely says that, right? But this precursor, it doesn't have to get us on the moon. But it is clearly something that's never happened before, right? And then people think RNA is harmless. Oh, no. It, what would you rather have, right? Somebody right, writes you instructions, right? And these instructions tell you what to do. And so they go in and they corrupt it, right? But they corrupt the instructions, but the person who does the job still does what they were supposed to do, mm. right? 
what DNA is, let's say they keep the DNA so the instructions are correct, but who takes those instructions and does some completely different? Your RNA becomes disobedient, okay, to your DNA. It means it starts to manufacture something. They change the information, not in the DNA, but in what your body actually does. I'm sorry, was this a question? You said, what, what, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> Did I lose people there? Yeah. No, I don't know. Did, with RNA, maybe we no, should explain know, but, that but too a little like, bit more. So, what would you rather? Like that was a that well. Was, would you rather? <laughs> well, to me, this is a good way of saying it, right? Yeah. No, I like it. We want something to get done, right? So we write it down, mm-hmm. right? Right. Mm-hmm. And then somebody comes in and reads our message, and then they do what they want them to do that's what most employers do they want that to happen Mm -hmm. but let's just say somebody corrupts what you wrote down right Right. but it just so happens that the guy already knows the job he doesn't even read it and he just does the right thing Uh so he does the right thing at the end of the day right thing happened but with dna staying intact it means that the message is the same Mm -hmm. the problem is the person who takes that message and then executes it does something completely different and that means your rna is supposed to obey your dna's instructions right and that's what's happening and how do you think disobedience goes in the bible rob how do you think it goes well it how doesn't does it go? go very well at all <laughs> <laughs> disobedience is not a good thing you're gonna get in trouble <laughs> my dad is gonna be trouble. so mad mm-hmm. so the idea doesn't well the mm-hmm. idea that even though this is a precursor to think it's harmless this is silly there, there's going to be consequences for mm-hmm. lots of people. And that's why we've talked about some of the immediate consequences. We have no idea what the, the long run is. And the real reality is if we look at this in comparison to recombinant DNA, which means they need lots of access points to our bodies, mm-hmm. this is not a one and done kind of a deal that mm-hmm. we're talking about. So that is the deception. And you see, once you start to be able to find a deception, then you start to realize, well, that means what? Who's the most likely candidate? Did God bring about did god man make that virus no he didn't do it right did god cover all this false information he didn't do it Mm -hmm. so who's behind all of this right and so that's that's the only logical conclusion we can come to as christians is is that satan is the father of those lies when you find these lies you're finding his agenda right and so this is where you run into people to go there's no way you're going to convince me that the mark of the beast has anything to do with the vaccine right and go, well, that's just the proof. Yep, that's probably how I should do it then. Right. You've got a certain population that just can't go there. They can't see how that's happening, right? But think about a defense bill. <laughs> Why does it fix a bridge in Ohio or send money to Iraq? Exactly how is that fixing or our defense bill? Does that make sense? And that's yeah. how things get passed through all along. Mm. Mm. So, Rob... <clears throat> What do you think about genetic manipulation in the Bible? Well, there's, you know, we've seen it throughout the whole Bible, obviously, and not the whole Bible, excuse me, but certain parts of the Bible, the first time it comes up, manipulation, you'll see in Genesis 6. But I think we, when we talk about Genesis 3, we mentioned the war of the seeds, you know, and I'll go to and the what's Amplified. what's that seed thing? I will talk about the seeds. I'm gonna, I want to read a scripture, actually, out of the Amplified. Because i seeds in my house. <laughs> what kind of seeds do you have? We've got hmm? apples and pears and oranges. <laughs> well, these seeds are a little different seeds, and we'll see if you guys can figure it out. I'll read you a verse. We'll play a game here and see if we can do the hermeneutics of it here. So, Genesis 3, 15. And I'm going to read this out of the Amplified. If you haven't checked out the Amplified, it's great for learning, by the way. Uh, that's just um, a little plug there for the Amplified. But um, I don't like to preach out of it, but I do like to study out of it but it says the um the key part of what it says here is is i will put an enemy so so it means like enemies a sea an enemy and enemy enemies which means like enemies or or open hostile wars the way it puts it see that's what i love about uh the amplified so it'll always put in parentheses too so you know what's not actually uh canon and whatnot anyways it says in between you and the woman and between you and the seed and then it says offspring and her seed he shall fatally crush your head and you shall only bruise his heel. So obviously we're saying right there is, you know, Satan's going to have a lot of fun over the next uh, 
thousands of years as we've seen, you know, but it's only going to bruise us. But we know what, how that story ends. We know that Satan ends at the, in the, at the end of time. Alert. Spoiler alert. Book of Revelation. Uh, you know, going in fire, lake of fire at the end of time. So, you know, and it show, what also shows with the it's a prophetic um, uh, coming of the Messiah. It's the seed of the offspring of the woman, obviously. So where did we see that offering come? Where did we see that come? From Mary. So that's where the seed came from. And so this verse is kind of like a template about how Satan plans to use that against us. And, and Satan himself looking like a child. You know, Satan actually was uh, up there, had a pretty high ranking, and he was beautiful, he says in there. Mm-hmm. He says he had a, um, uh, he used, used the word pipes. Uh, if you want to read about Satan, by the way, I know this is a little off topic, but Ezekiel 28, check that out. Uh, check out, I believe it's Isaiah 14. It gives a description mm-hmm. of how Satan actually, um, how they describe him and, yeah. and how good he had it. And then how pride and greed and all this got beautiful. into him, took him out. Yeah, he was beautiful. Made of gems. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. So, and it's sort of describe them a lot in those passages. People don't realize those are in there. Again, I don't know why it's not talked about. But, um, but anyways, but, um, and then if we remember, you know, Satan does take a, a third of the angels in heaven. That's Revelation 12, 4. And Satan, again, wants us to be like his children. He wants us to make us, like we talked about earlier, make it more look like him. You know, I mean, we don't want to look like him. We already have a father. He wants us to be his children. We don't want to be his children. We already have our daddy. We don't want a stepdaddy who's going to mm-hmm. uh, do whatever he's going to do to us, you know. So uh, anyways, um, it, it's just very important that, again, like we always say, read your Bibles, know who your real dad is, and uh, you can, you'll know that by reading the scriptures and staying in the word. Well, that, that Genesis 3 chapter, I really love that because I, I think it. It's the, it is the first Bible prophecy. Mm. And it tells us of, of Jesus. And of yep. course, a lot of people spiritualize that, right? But wait a minute, Jesus was a real seed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so yep. the reality is you have to ask yourself the question, did Satan have seed in the world? Did he have offspring, right? And the reality is this is what leads us right to what Rob already said, to talking about Genesis, the sixth chapter. Mm-hmm. Because if you look into the world today and you think about, well, God created everything he created in six days. And everything he created, he called good. And so if you think about Satan having seed, right, it means that it wasn't in the first six days. And so there's only really one new creature that really shows up, and that's something called the Nephilim, which is really where we're going to go next. Mm -hmm. So this happened in the days of Noah, and this is probably controversial, obviously. But the point here is this, that you're going to see the relevance, okay, to that there's a war between... Relevance. Relevance. Yeah, you said revel. What'd you say? I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) Like what? Yeah, there's been lots of words, but it's okay. I didn't get my nap today. Yeah, That's tired. good. Okay, oh, we don't have to cut and edit tonight. It's it's good. Good. Okay, right. this is okay to keep going. It's like good. yes, <laughs> thankfully I do the editing, folks. So uh, we don't want to. So I, I'll always. Oh no, that sounds okay. Yeah. Keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> Way to keep it going, Rob. You like that? You like that? <laughs> so we did that there. So really, Genesis three is the backdrop for Genesis six. Now think about this: if God has children, what do you think Satan wants? Children, children, <laughs> and he wouldn't want them to whatever look like whatever you have. I want two, right? Right, exactly. Whatever I want, use you. You want to want twice as much, right? That's right. So this is the same thing, but he's going to want those children to look like him, right? right? Right. And so this is exactly what happened in Genesis the sixth chapter. So when you think through what's happening in Genesis six, you know, people, what's the biggest thing that people ask you about Genesis six, Rob? Well, they have a problem with humans having sex with angels because it said in the Bible that, you know, Jesus said, we don't get married. We don't have sex in heaven. So, And then a lot of people go, I don't want to go to heaven. I don't understand. <laughs> that's no fun. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, listen, they did. that's not what the text says. What the text says is that they took these women. Right. They never asked for permission. Right. They didn't have a wedding. Right. But when these women came back, now who in the world gets married and then gives them back? That's another thing that tells you, hey, you know, <laughs> that that wasn't really allowed either back then. So the fact that they gave them back, he right? Is, she's broken. Exactly. Now, <laughs> Next. Now think about technology, right? Here's what we have. All I need is a DNA swab, right? Uh, just a little Q-tip in your mouth, and we just had a baby together. That's the technology that we have. And so we don't know what happened. Once they were taken, all we can say is they were brought back and then they, they were pregnant. 
And when they delivered those children, they were different in every way. And so that's the truth. And we have blown this out of proportion somewhat because of the translation itself and then just not breaking down. But technology today really helps us to understand that they didn't necessarily have sex with those women. But, you know, we don't understand fully. Um, Alex, did you have something to say about that? Well, <laughs> I think she does. I think the histrionics and the jumping up and down was my first clue. The baby hands were about. <laughs> no, I was just saying that Michael Heiser has something. Dr. Michael Heiser has something to say about that. Uh, he was just saying that, you know, at the time in the, you know, that passage from Corinthians and, you know, the hair, the whole passage, Rob, what is mm. exactly, do you have that open? Uh, I don't oh. have the actual verse up, but I know you're talking yeah. about, well, cover your hair yes, cover your and hair. no yeah, jewelry, no perfume. Yes, and it, something about modesty, you know. And, right. Um, you you know, don't want to be attracted to these things. Well, you know, because right. it says, right, and keeping in mind, especially that verse you're talking about, where they, yes, they look down upon uh, human women, right, the daughters of men and found them beautiful, Right. Um, and he's saying that that in particular, um, Paul, when he was writing to Corinthians and that verse that um, that in particular, he would have been Paul would have been aware of because he was a learned man. And mm-hmm. at the time, speaking to Corinthians, that uh, the the writings of Aristotle would have been popular and that he says that Aristotle's writings at the time in particular think that of hair as having been a sexual organ because they believed that hair was what would draw the sperm right um it being a sex organ drew the sperm up through the body and that's how you got pregnant and that's why it also says that it would be shameful for a man to have long hair because then it would draw the sperm back into his body Mm, mm. Um, and so for a woman it was important that she have long hair so that um, it would draw the sperm up to her brain, and that's how she would get pregnant. And they had all these really bizarre ways of testing um, if she were capable of getting pregnant. And well, I mean, it was just weird, you know, like if, uh, really bizarre. Anyway, um, and there's there's all these like murals to back up these beliefs. Anyway, way back when, and um, that's why the the commentary about wearing a covering over your head to church because you would not ever go to church with your sex organs out right 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 and so that's why the head covering um but you know a lot of people have taken this and really you know we have to read the bible in its context right in its day what was going on and that's why i mean it's not so that you don't ever cut your hair ladies that's not what that means well it's interesting that this tradition seems to go back to this story yes exactly relevant yes exactly because he says that 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 very much would have been on Paul's mind, knowing that, right? Uh, the story of looking down on the daughters of men and binding them beautiful. Right. Um, and that's why the whole modesty, not wearing jewelry and dressing modestly and that kind of thing would have been on Paul's mind as well when he wrote well, that. And so. per yeah. your request, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't see that. Uh, per your request, I do have the verse. And that awesome. is Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 11, 6. If women, uh, it says, if the woman does not cover her head, she might as well have cut off her hair. Yeah. But if it is a disgrace for women to have hair cut off her or her head shaved, then she should cover her head. That's right. Because, you know, the belief being if she, if she did do that, she wouldn't be able to have children. Right. Mm. So that's why it would be a disgrace. You wouldn't have children then. So um, that's why. Right. No, exactly. And you make a great point. We have to know when we're reading our Bibles that, uh, especially in the, in the New Testament, we're, we're in first uh, century Israel, you know, so things are a lot different. Yes. So when you're seeing, like right now, if it says it's raining cats and dogs, if, if that was written in the Bible, we never heard that before. Like, wow, cats and dogs came mm-hmm. out of the sky back then. Right. No, it's, it's how we say things. So we always have to spend a little extra time to understand what's going on there. Yeah. So that was a good point. Well, some things about the days of Noah are absolutely crystal clear. So while we don't know exactly what happened, right, we do know that the end result is that these women came back pregnant. And when they delivered those children, they were different in every way. You cannot have, okay, like Goliath's brothers had six fingers, you know, and six toes. So you start to see through some of these features that they have. They had to have different DNA, right? Mm -hmm. You can't get different type of peoples uh, unless they had different DNA. And that means these are the first hybrid human beings. Mm-hmm. God did not create them. Now think about this in 2 Peter 2.4 and Jude 1.6, it says basically that these fallen angels were punished, punished, 
for what they did, referring to Genesis 6 for what they did in the days of Noah. And that also means that they were put in an underground prison, that abyss, which we're going to spend a lot of time on. In fact, the opening mm. of the abyss is probably the most underrated prophetic thing that's going to happen in the future. Yes. So yeah. you start to look through this, and now now let's just pick up the theme, right? Can, an, can a holy God inhabit an unholy temple, right? If, if Jesus didn't have pure bloodlines, mm -hmm. okay, to Adam, could he have really been, right, human? Could he have had the spirit of God literally rest on him bodily? So you start to ask these questions, right? So these human hydrids, you know, could have contaminated the messianic line. And that's why God couldn't do that. So what do we, why do we believe that? Well, first of all, the Bible says that Noah was chosen. Why? Because he was perfect in his generations. Right. I mean, that's saying that he had perfect genes. Mm -hmm. He had uncontaminated genes because what was going on in the society? Were they Jordash? That's right. They were genes. <laughs> were they they Jordash. Were, they were Jordash. <laughs> Forgot about Actually, that. my faves are still Sergio Vilentes. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Those were good. Can I, can I jump in here real quick? Just something about the bloodline. This is, I think this is a, um, pretty interesting. So in the bloodline, like you talked about, it can't be um, uh, genetically modified in any way. But this is what I I love about Jesus one of the million things I love about him is if you look at the bloodline going you know for, for the seed um, you know King David obviously mm -hmm. and but guess who else is in there if you the story in Joshua when they go to the promised land in, in Jericho they take over remember Rahab is a prostitute uh -huh. right yep. and check this out she actually ends up marrying a king mm -hmm. and actually she is in the bloodline mm -hmm. of Jesus All Christ right. so that just goes to show him how much how loving and forgiving and he'll take people who are broken mm -hmm. so we can be broken and he still loves us because we're his kids but if you start messing with the DNA that that's mm -hmm. a no-go that's a no-go so well it's interesting oh, she, because her whole line was saved remember Absolutely. everybody her family everyone like everyone yeah and then, because... she, ended up, and then she ended up marrying a, a, yeah. a, a, a king. I just love it Mm. so you know you, you run that and ruth is the same thing we're going to talk mm -hmm. about the kinsman redeemer idea so this is absolutely true but then you struggle with these other passages where they were commanded to to kill all of the the sons of anik mm -hmm. right and and any of these giant bloodlines which is what we're going to talk about so there was clearly a war Exactly right. what it said it would be in Genesis, the third chapter, that there's a war between these two seeds, these two kinds of people groups. Mm -hmm. One has, you know, pure seed and the other one has mixed or hybrid seed. Right. So here's another thing that the Bible says. The Bible says in Genesis 6, 12, that all flesh had become corrupt. Interpreting that literally, you can't have corrupt flesh mm -hmm. unless you also have corrupt what? DNA. So you start to think about these were a potential Okay, mm -hmm. for being Satan's seed, his literal offspring. And they were commanded to be killed everywhere they were found. And so this mm. is, again, a proof that there was a genetic war going on between these two things. And God absolutely had chimed in and said, these things are what? Unredeemable. Mm. And this is really important. So people go, wait a minute, Kevin, you saying that changing your DNA could make you lose your salvation or that you never had it or never be able to be saved. Mm -hmm. The bottom line is you go, look, I can go right back to the Bible and show you that there were creatures. They oh. were hybrid human beings. They had different DNA as near as we can tell. And they were apparently unredeemable. In huh. fact, they were actually called, referred to as soulless ones, mm. right? So there was a different seed and this war really mm. was happening. So that's why when Jesus says, when he hmm. returns, it would be like the days of Noah. These are the narratives ah, that we've lost. I see what you did there. So that's exactly <laughs> where we're oh, going. You are Crevel Bunny. Oh, that's <laughs> amazing. And this is the this is it. You know, you start to realize again we've lost these narratives, and as we'll see in a minute, these narratives are purposely being hidden from us. You know what? You have not mentioned the Great Barrington Reef today you mean the great barrington oh, declaration oh, that's oh, right oh that i forgot sorry. oh sorry this is the first show <laughs> where it hasn't been mentioned. oh wait now it's just been mentioned but that's oh, okay but not by kevin, Dr. kevin oh, so yeah. it's that's like cool. somebody singing a song you know it's a horrible song and it's stuck all day in your no head. we're gonna I we're gonna have it. to we're gonna have to play like a, make a bingo card or something where mm -hmm. either mark of the beast gets mentioned the abyss or like the great barrington <laughs> be like who gets to shout bingo first yes there's yes, some broken records it. in here but um I love it. But, you know, you start to combine, wait a minute, something is happening now that's never happened since really 
you know, the days of Noah, right? Yeah. And so this is something Wait, that we, we believe was happening, okay. right? And then you also think about the super sign. What's that? That's Israel is in the land. Israel's yeah, no longer true. trodden down to the Gentiles. Yeah. You know, Jerusalem is the capital of Israel, mm-hmm. right? Which is what it was when Jesus spoke Luke 21, mm-hmm. right? So you start to think all these fulfillments. Yep. But here's my next one. What? This is what makes me, <laughs> for me, it's just one of these no-brainers. I, it's very difficult for me. I mean, I can understand why people miss a lot of what I'm saying. I really mm-hmm. can't. But this one, I just can't. I have... <laughs> I, it's, I have to admit, you know, I mean, pray for mercy for me, right? <laughs> I have trouble understanding this next one. In Daniel, the second chapter, 43rd verse, it says, The last kingdom on the face of the earth would be partly iron and partly clay, in that they mingled themselves with the seed of men, and the two would not mix. Now, when's the last time we talked about seed? Well, that was Genesis 3, right? And now, what are we talking about? Mingled seed. Right? In order to have mingled seed, you have to have what? You're talking about a hybrid seed, right? So you have original seeds and then you have hybrid seeds, right? Mm-hmm. So when do we talk about that? Genesis, Genesis 3, six. Genesis 6. Exactly. The same war, two different seeds. You talk about mingled seed, you're ref- directly referring back to really Genesis, the third chapter. And then this war, these two groups of people do not get along. Okay, and the Bible says that humanity, you look at all the kingdoms, Babylon, Media, Persia, Greece, right, Rome, all of them only had one kind of people. But the last kingdom on the face of the earth has two kinds of people, mingled seed people and unmingled seed people. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's the big problem. You know, you start to think through this whole thing and you're like, holy smokes. Now look at the division, right? Mm. These people that have been vaccinated, what are they doing? They are shedding these spike proteins and they're mm. causing health problems for the people that are unvaccinated. How do the vaccinated people? They're coming up with what? Vaccine passports. Because why? I don't want to have to worry about whether this guy's had a shot or not. Mm, right? Yeah. You see? And so all of a sudden, the world has been divided into two people. And these two people are starting to develop what? Mm. A war, really. Hostility. Yeah. They cannot yeah. mix. Now, how can we miss this as pastors, as teachers of the Bible, that the world has been divided right in front of our eyes, and some people have exactly the same seed they've always had, and some people don't, right? RNA is genetic material. We have had genetic tampering happening, and that means the world has been divided. And if you don't think they knew that was going to happen, then you ask yourself this question, why did Case Law School... And again, this is quite a few years ago, spent, get a grant for $773,000 to draft laws for what do we call them? Human hybrids in our society. So to figure out some way to ethically and acceptable come up with rules to integrate them in our society. If they didn't know this was coming, they absolutely knew this was coming, right? Mm-hmm. And so what is this reminiscent of? It's the rest reminiscent of the giants. What do you know about giants, Rob? I uh, know quite a bit about giants because I've studied quite about quite well. Quite a 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 quite No, and obviously uh, Genesis six, you know, talks about giants and the, the Nephilim are the giants. And we there's mm-hmm. been giants throughout all over the place. And where have all these skeletons gone? Have have they gone? And there's a movie actually out about it, and it's called A Race of Giants. And listen to this: the movie is not from a religious point of view. And you'll hear me a lot of times, what I do, I've referenced secular studies just to show the other side of it. But nonetheless, uh, the movie Documents Americas alone has over 1,500 newspaper accounts that have referenced over 3,781 skeletons of this race, of these blonde-haired giants, and they're between anywhere from 7 to 12 feet tall. Wow. And, and you're like, wow. <laughs> that, I've actually seen that movie, and it's it's... Again, it's it's pretty boring. I have to admit, but, <laughs> but the same, yeah, at the same time, you're just wow. thinking to yourself, how 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 they cover that up? How they cover that up? And, I, I and did a measuring tape not work <laughs> back then? Or yeah. you know, you think about well, an inch has been an inch for a long time. Yeah, you yeah, know? absolutely. And uh, 
What else, Rob? Well, I mean, I know actually if you go to um, property, uh, here's a plug here, um, prophecydays.com, you mm-hmm. have a, Wait, uh, a I know series, that, right? I know you that know guy. That, you know, I, I've heard of him, uh, Dr. Kevin Cruz. Uh, check it out. Uh, seriously, though, uh, prophecydays.com says Days of Noah series. You can hear a lot about it, and um, I, I think you'll enjoy it. I've read it. It's good stuff, and it's something we need to know, something that you're not going to really hear from the pulpit, and we need to know this stuff, so... You know, in L.A. Marzulli, you know, there's a lot of prophecy guys out mm-hmm. there, and he totally believes in a cosmic war between, you know, Satan and God. And I think that that is for the mind and hearts of, of the world. And we can see that coming to a head. But he has gotten a lot of these elongated skulls uh, down in Peru, and he has a whole series, kind of covers the alien agenda as well. Um, but, you know, the bottom line is he's pulled out one of these skulls, you know, it's got like 30, 40% more capacity. It has none of the sutures that a normal skull has, mm. you know, and then he's been able to get it to the state where he's had um. it independently tested and again, coming up as not, you know, human, right? Yeah, and the floating plates. Yes. And so this is what yeah. you get down to. You're like, you know, this is pretty much proof positive that there was another species here. And this is part of what the Bible is really saying. And so the idea of now, creating two new species Mm -hmm. should frighten should frighten every christian right because it's we're talking about changing who you are you know and i guess probably the last thing we'll cover is we'll go right back to ruth because she's in the bloodline right and so the bloodline is the idea that's where we get the idea of kinsman redeemer she was brought into the bloodline Mm -hmm. through a kinsman redeemer which was a distant relative some relative that was related to her Mm -hmm. right and so here's what the bible says Okay, it says it in Hebrews 10 4. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. Mm. What's the only kind of blood that could do that? Human blood, right? It had to be a human, right? Mm -hmm. And so this is why God had to come as a man, live like a man, and die like a man. That's what made him a superhero that saved all of us, right? Because he was the one who was able to live from that higher reality and actually be Mm -hmm. able to redeem all of us. You know, and so you think about Revelations twenty one twenty seven. It specifically says that there will be no more evil in heaven. Heaven's not letting anything evil in, right? It's not going right. to happen. Mm-hmm. There's a war in heaven. They won that war. They're not letting any evil back in, right? And so Jesus was the only one good enough to go from earth to heaven, and that's why he destroyed all those legal obstacles for us to be reinstated in our birthright as children of God. And that's the rights that a father has to his children, right? It's that DNA. If if that father doesn't have the same common alleles as, you know, his child, he doesn't really have, you know, that, that you know, rights. And the same thing, why is it so important? Why did the Bible have whole books about genealogy proving that Jesus was related to Adam, right? I mean, the most boring books in the Bible could literally end up being the most important ones because it says (laughs) this is whose daddy was whose daddy and you are related to him oh let me give a tease on that actually when you look at uh like you said some people just skip over the genealogies and i will this is a little tease for next episode i will actually show you where when you take the names of the genealogy how it spells out a sentence and actually tells the whole gospels of jesus being born and dying on the cross for our sins just in the geniality and there's my tease and you'll have to wait till next time well that's all i have for today but i want you to i want you to leave you with that that to as many that believe to them he gave the power to be the children of god and we were created in his image and we do have that right mm-hmm. and that that choice that is still open to us and that's what we need to be preaching to the world but we also need to be preaching that we don't want to change who we are. There is genetic danger. These narratives are happening again, right? When you see this stuff happening. So that's why I'm here. That's why I'm trying to sound the alarm that we have entered a new age and mass genetic experiments have begun on humanity. Sure. Yeah. So, um, well, I just have a quick question to follow up that with. But if you if you could, like, if you could, like, be a superhero, like, <laughs> what would your superhero power be? Okay, Rob, like, what if you could? I'm just mm, saying. Cause I already you, know mine. Mm, I, I want to be invisible. That's uh, what mine would be. Okay. 
I want to be able to understand women or read their minds. <laughs> you want to be able to read minds? Just just women's minds. It's just, oh, I don't want to read anyone's minds. <laughs> no, I, I want to be able to understand. No, no, them. I wouldn't. Wow. I wouldn't either because you would hear them like oh, everything they're thinking about you. That could be really damaging. <laughs> <laughs> that could be really bad. You would just be running for the hills. Oh! The greatest mystery of all time. No, I mean because I mean just think of like all the things you like your interior dialogue. You know what I mean? Like the, when. Hey, I wouldn't want that. Yeah, I would not What's want yours, anyone babe? to know my thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, invisibility is pretty tempting. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I don't. Probably do all. Let's see. Off. Oh, wow, she asked a question she didn't know the answer to? Yeah, I probably, that, I don't know. Maybe fly. Maybe fly. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That'd be fun. That'd be yeah. fun. No, I'm going to stay with mine. You're sticking really? with it? You're sticking with it? And we gave him a chance to change yeah, his answer. Yeah, I, I definitely want I don't want to know what people are thinking. Because most of the time... It's, it's not so much thinking as just right. be able to understand them. You can understand. Got it. Yep. Understood. Understood. Well, as far as understanding, are we supposed to wrap this up? Or do we have we fun are. games? Or what are we doing? We love you guys. Yeah. We appreciate yeah. you coming. It's Kevin's listening. nap time. <laughs> it's my nap time too, maybe. <laughs> Soil Ministries. Yes. Soilministry.org. Dot org. Remember all the stuff that we're, we're posting here and some of the articles are posted on allpropastors.org. Yes. And, and uh, again, that's a great place to reference some of the articles. We have updated them. We've had to update some along the way because this is always evolving. But yeah. again, Soil Ministries is really, um, you know, our charity and the one that we promote. And it's all the resources to Honduras to help really the poorest of the poor. And uh, All Pro Pastors is posting a lot of the articles that we've written and they'll also have a lot of the sources that we mentioned so yeah and one last thing i want to say is just if you please follow us on facebook on twitter instagram on instagram yes, and please. also please leave reviews yeah. on the podcast we'd love to hear your feedback and yep. hear what you're saying mm -hmm. and so please do that right that's subscribe, all i got yep. review subscribe, like yeah, yeah. Yep. really review. appreciate it guys yes awesome awesome well have a great great day week wherever you're listening to this weekend wherever i'm not sure what time of day you're listening to it but have fun that's yes, all i can come say come back we love and you guys god bless see god you. Bless you bye thanks bye